Welcome back, Imaginers. In this episode, I'm going to wrap up what I'm calling reflecting in the new year versus hitting the gate planning. I have spent so many years planning on January 1st at the beginning week in January. But this year, I am taking some time to reflect, and I hope that you have come along on the ride with me. In the first episode, I talked about reflecting on the gap versus the gains that you experienced in the past year. In the last episode, I talked about, as you also reflected on maybe some things that you didn't do last year with love and compassion and curiosity, of course, what is maybe the the singular belief system or thought that maybe stood in your way. And as we wrap up this reflection period, I wanted to talk about the power of redeciding. Redeciding. It's something that we don't often spend a lot of time doing. We usually make a decision and then move on. And oftentimes we continue to repeat that decision over and over and over, in many cases for years to come. But there is so much power in redeciding. And today I want to talk about the power of redeciding, what it creates. I'm going to talk about a couple of examples in my own life. And then I also want you to know why we continue to make a decision and then just hit repeat over and over and over. And I hope that the understanding of why we do this helps you to maybe identify some areas in your life that you are just repeating because maybe it's always been that way. I love the author. Malcolm Gladwell. One of his newer books is called Talking to Strangers. You may know him from his work in The Tipping Point and The Outliers. He is a fascinating researcher and thought leader. And what I love about him is he questions a lot of conventional knowledge, as it were, things that we thought were true, but he challenges that. And in this book, Talking to Strangers, one of the things he challenges is the notion that there are reasons that are significant around many things that we take for granted. But oftentimes there are not significant reasons. It was literally someone who made a decision and then other people continued that decision, held up that decision. But when you look back at the origin of the decision, it wasn't based in reason. It wasn't based in research. It was simply someone or group of people who made a decision. One of the examples he gives in the book is the origin of the length of time that the LSATs exam takes. And it was literally some professors from Yale who were sitting in a room deciding what 
the length of time should be. Someone said five hours. Someone said an hour and a half. They decided five hours was too long. An hour and a half was not long enough. And that is literally how the LSAT length exam length was created. It's not based in anything that would be sound. And there's so many things in our life that we are rinsing, repeating based on we've always done it that way or not really understanding that it didn't come from a place that serves us. There are so many things in our life that we want to look at the origin and decide and then re-decide if it still serves us. And again, that is what I want to talk about today. Because in addition to not often knowing where decisions come from, or we've been, we have been executing those decisions for so long that we can't even remember the reason. But the other reason why we continue to rinse and repeat is because it's efficient. And, you know, I love to say this. It's like the chorus of a song. (laughs) Our brains love efficiency, right? Part of the motivational triad. And so anytime we offer our brain, let's change up things. Our brain is always going to say, that sounds like a bad idea. So not knowing the source of a decision and then having a brain, a human brain that loves efficiency is often why we continue to repeat the same things. And as you can imagine, there's that old saying that if you repeat the same things, you will get the same outcome. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know that there is a, a version of your life and your career that you have reimagined and you want something that is slightly different or dramatically different. And if that's the case, redeciding is an incredibly powerful way to help you move closer in that direction. Again, redeciding, it comes from efficiency. It comes from the efficiency of having decisions in place from long ago. So I want you to know where it comes from because I don't want you to use this as another way that you berate yourself. I've certainly used it as a way to berate myself and that's not helpful. Again, it comes from our efficiency brain. It's not your fault. It is simply something that hasn't evolved out yet. So your brain is always going to offer you that it's a great idea to continue what you're doing. But what does redeciding do? In the spirit of this time of reflection, it helps you to look at every aspect of your life and redecide if you want to keep it or if you want to make space for something else or something slightly different. So what does redeciding do? I believe it creates three beautiful things in our life. It creates intention. It creates capacity. And it creates consciousness. Let me talk about each of those. 
when we evaluate the major buckets, I call them, in our life, when we look at our family life, our relationships, our health, our passion areas, our career, maybe spirituality, maybe intellectual stimulation. When we look at all of these areas and we re-decide which one of them or which ones of them we want to continue and which ones we might want to evolve, alter, or simply stop. It helps to direct our brain and create intentionality. You've heard me in past episodes talk about the power of directing our brain. And the more that we direct our brain, the more that our brain is like a drone and it begins to seek out that intention that we have, we have basically told it what to look for. And we begin seeing that intention in ways that a lot of which were there all along, but we simply created a direction. And so that intention, as you can imagine, for both things that we want to continue and things that we want to stop, alter, slightly change, creates a direction for our brain to go. I often joke with my husband every year on our anniversary that I'm going to re-up for our marriage. (laughs) And he always laughs at me, but I really mean it. And I tell him that this is One of the many ways that I want to be intentional in my life, I don't want to simply hit repeat every year, celebrate our anniversary and assume that it will continue the way that it has gone. By telling my brain that I am redeciding to be married another year, to commit for another year, I'm helping my brain focus on the intention of being married for another year. And again, this is a, this is a battle we have to fight against. If our brain is wired for efficiency, then it just wants to check boxes, a lot of things that we have in our life that we can just hit rinse and repeat. But that intentionality of redeciding really helps us to continue to keep that a focus in our lives, whatever we want those areas to be, and whatever our intention is for those areas. Do I want my marriage to be different this year? Do I want to continue to evolve it? Which parts of it have changed? In the past year, and which parts of it are amazing, and I want to continue. And the whole thing could be amazing. There doesn't have to be a problem with an area for you to re decide if that's what you want. But again, it creates an intention so that as you continue to expand 
maybe different areas of your life that you want to focus on, that the ones that remain that you love and want to maintain, those don't get lost. So again, we're just directing our brain, hey, we love this aspect of our life and we want to continue it. The second thing that redeciding does is it helps us understand our capacity. If you're like me, you look at your your days and you think, how did it fly by? There was many hours when I started this morning, (laughs) but all of a sudden the day has flown by. And when we're thinking about adding new goals, which we're going to We're going to work on that in the next episode for the year ahead. But when we think about creating goals, we first have to understand what capacity do we even have? And to understand that capacity, we have to decide which things we want to keep in our life. We have to make space if we want to add other things. But again, back to number one identifying the intention of what is, what are the areas of my life that I want to continue helps us to see where there is capacity in other aspects of our life. And then obviously down the road, we start to make some potential trade-offs. There are so many times when we take on new things, but we maintain every single thing we had before. And there's simply not enough hours in the day to do that. And you know me, I also want to build in rest and I often schedule my rest first because otherwise it will never happen. I often schedule my health focus first because that will also never happen if I don't. So again, we have to look at what is... What is the space we even have to add something new, to expand something? And I believe this redeciding really helps us see what is already on our plate. What is our intention for those things on our plate? Are there things on our plate that we've just been doing for years and years and years and we don't want to keep doing that anymore? Whatever that is. I believe that we have different seasons in our life for different things. So just because you did something for the past several years, maybe this isn't your season to continue it. Or maybe there's things you want to do in the future, but this isn't your season to do it right this minute. Capacity, that redeciding helps us with the intention of what we want to keep the capacity to understand if we want to keep those, what do we have space for now? And the third thing redeciding does is help us stay conscious. <laughs> I talk often about how our highly efficient, pleasure seeking, pain avoiding brains are always going to offer us that binge TV with snack foods is a fantastic idea. Scrolling through social media sounds amazing. And all of those 
options are because we want to go to a place where we don't feel whatever we don't want to feel, whether it's overwhelm or sadness or anxiety. Sometimes it can even be joy. Sometimes we want to extend the joy by adding something to it. But there is often opportunities throughout our day where we can simply sort of go unconscious. I call it the drone zone. Have you ever heard of that radio station? It's an online radio station called the drone zone. It's great for if you're doing deep work blocks of time uh, because it is just simply music in the background that for me doesn't, doesn't distract me. I can simply kind of just go into a zone and work. But we all have those zones that we go into where we're not even conscious of what's happening. We're simply kind of just in that zone of existing. And redeciding helps us get back into consciousness. What do you want to be grateful for is a great use of consciousness. What do you want to spend time in reflection around? What do you want to expand your life into? And to create consciousness, we have to be redeciding. Again, looking at how we're currently spending our time, what are the things we want to continue, what are the things that we want to add, and bring back that consciousness. Because again, there is so much in our life that we continue to do because we've simply always done it. And again, that's efficient. We're highly wired for it. So this consciousness also helps us to disrupt that cycle. I love the example of if you're driving to a new destination, but you've, you've driven down that same road to go to a previous destination, you're, if you let your brain take over your sort of unconscious brain, it will take you to the old location. Because again, it is wired for efficiency. It is wired for habitual behavior and habitual pathways in your brain that don't take any effort. So your brain is going to continue to go to the same destination unless you disrupt the cycle. And redeciding helps to disrupt the cycle. I remember when my husband and I went to pre-marriage classes, of course, being the psych nerd that I am, I located a very intense psychologically based pre-marriage class. It was, I think it was three months. It was very intensive and we had a different instructor every week and they gave us all kinds of different perspectives, which was fantastic. And we also did a lot of um, personality inventories and it really helped us to identify the collision points that might happen in our marriage. And we were actually able to work out so many of those collision points before we weren't even engaged actually when we took this class, 
we wanted to take this class and decide whether that was something we wanted to continue to move toward. We're the only couple in the class that wasn't engaged. And one of the things that we were really struck by was one of the couples talking about every year they went on a marriage retreat with each other, only each other. And I'd never heard of this before. And I thought about so many experiences in my corporate life where there was a retreat, a planning session. If you've been in corporate or you're still in corporate, you know these well. But how many married couples or long-term people in relationships go on an annual marriage retreat and decide what they want to focus on in the year ahead and what has worked for them in the year previous and what they want their marriage to be about. That is redeciding. That is creating intentional decision-making, understanding capacity, and being conscious. We have had, my husband and I have had a lot of experience with redeciding over the past couple of years. We moved from a large metropolitan area into a much smaller area and We bought 26 acres on a lake and we moved from a nearly 3,000 square foot house into a 240 square foot tiny house for two years while we've been building basically what what will be the, we think it's going to be the guest house, but we're going to live in it for a while. And Because we were moving from such so much square feet into such a little amount of square feet, we got rid of about 75% of our possessions, which was incredibly liberating, by the way. And it really helped us to redecide what were the most important things. For my husband, it was. He loves board games, so he kept his board games, his favorite ones, and he loves working with his hands. So he kept all of his tools and anything that was uh, basically in the garage. And I kept every book I own, and we found a place for both of those. Because those were the most important things to us. We redecided out of all of our possessions what the most important things were. And having just moved into our house this past weekend, we've also been redeciding what we want to bring in to the house. What is most important to us? How do we want to simplify our lives? And that redeciding has 
directed our brains to continue to serve up connections, information, insights, epiphanies around the things that we've told our brains are the most important. But we had to redecide a lot of that. We couldn't just hit rinse and repeat because there was no pathway yet. We had literally 26 acres with nothing on it. It didn't even have a road. It had no water. It had no electricity. We had to start from scratch and decide what was most important. What we valued and what we wanted to redecide or create anew. So, if you could start over, which you can in your brain, <laughs> it would take some time to get rid of some things, some physical items, but you know what I mean. If you could redecide which aspects of your life would you keep, which ones would you joyfully shed? Which ones would you slightly shift? Which ones would you add? These are the powers of re-deciding. Creating intention, understanding capacity, and reawakening your consciousness. What do you want your brain to focus on? Redecide key parts of your life, the big rocks, as Stephen Covey calls them. So, what are the big things in your life that you want to maintain? And then, what do you want to joyfully stop? How do you want to enhance what you already have? Redecide. As I mentioned, this is the last episode in this reflection series. In the next, in the next episode, I'm going to walk you through a process for goal planning. But you'll need all of this reflective information to do the goal planning. <laughs> so if you have not done the the exercises that I've talked about in in the last couple of episodes in this episode about redeciding I encourage you to go back take notes make some of those decisions write down whatever comes up for you and then we'll use that information as we plan the year ahead you know that I am cheering you on to the life and career that you imagined Go take a small step this week and look at what you have in your life and redecide. What do you want to keep? What might you want to evolve or add? Take care, everyone. If you want to start creating the career of your wildest dreams, sign up for my weekly email at kylamartinconsulting.com forward slash inspiration. This is your destination for uncovering your purpose removing any obstacles, and creating the career you imagine.